Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates. America competes. Last week, Politico's education reporter in California, Mackenzie Mays, heard about something she probably wasn't supposed to hear about. So I got a text from a source about a video that the governor was in. It was a sort of news conference, but not for the news. It was labeled as a kind of fireside chat between Governor Gavin Newsom and school superintendents. And so I started to watch and I realized I was one of like nine people watching. Mm -hmm. So I got the feeling that I wasn't supposed to be on there and, and I don't think the media was supposed to see it. In the video, the governor was being candid, like really candid, about plans for schools reopening. If everybody has to vac be vaccinated, we might as well just tell people the truth. There will be no in-person instruction in the state of California. It was like watching a very different version of the governor that we watch typically um, in his regular press conferences. Just tell them the truth. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, don't mislead people based upon the facts you know today. And he was talking about how frustrated he was um, as a father, I think, more so than as the governor. Newsom had hopes of opening schools in California last summer. And 10 months later, as teachers refused to enter the classrooms amid the pandemic without vaccines, the tension is boiling over. You find whatever you look for. So if we want to find reasons not to open, we'll find plenty of reasons. And he just, you know quite literally seemed to throw his hands up at one point and, and just say, we, we need to just give up hope of opening schools this year if that means that everyone has to be vaccinated. Well, if we wait for the perfect, we might as well just pack it up and just be honest with folks that we're not going to open for in-person instruction this school year. And so I think we just saw in that video a rare sort of frustrated human Newsom who wants schools open but has so far been unable to do that. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Mackenzie Mays on the battle over reopening schools in California and the challenges ahead in President Biden's effort to get kids back in class. In California, we have a massive public school system. We have more than 6 million school children, and the overwhelming majority of those children have not seen a classroom since March. This is the letter California Superintendent Tony Thurman sent to educators today, warning them they may not be returning to classrooms anytime soon and step up distance learning plans to keep students on track. Um, and now the timing just sort of couldn't be worse to sort of, you know, dangle the hopes of a vaccine for teachers right there while the logistics are getting in the way of that, right? So we have this horrific surge um, during the holidays. Today, California became the third state to surpass 25,000 COVID deaths following New York and Texas. In Los Angeles County, many funeral homes are filled to capacity, and healthcare professionals feel as if they are under siege. We're coming back down off of it, um, but it's still worse than what we saw in the past year or so. So we have that compounding this, this vaccine rollout where the whole state is struggling with supply, counties are in charge, and most of those counties, even though the governor has prioritized teachers in, in the current tier, if you're a teacher, technically you can go and get a vaccine in California, but other people can too. Um, and so a lot of counties have chosen to roll the vaccines out to 65 and older first. And, and we have a lot of older residents in this state. Um, and so after 
nearly a year of no classrooms, we have people worrying now that this whole this whole school year will be a loss as far as it goes for in-person instruction. I, you know, I just heard a, a superintendent uh, tell state lawmakers a few weeks ago that now he's just planning for August 2021, and he doesn't even know if if that's a realistic goal. So we're getting that far out there at this point. And this is because teachers, teachers unions don't want to go back to schools, don't want to go back and and have in-person classes until they're actually vaccinated. Right. The California Teachers Association has made it clear that vaccines are the new priority, that they do not want to go back into classrooms until all teachers and staff are vaccinated. And some unions say that's not enough either, that they want the vaccines plus lower case rates in their communities. You know, we've we've got school districts like in LA that have labeled themselves as the epicenter of the virus because the case rates are so very high. So definitely vaccines, that is the sticking point right now for unions. Um, On Wednesday, the CDC said that that's not necessary. There is increasing uh, data to suggest that schools can safely reopen and that that safe reopening does not um, uh, suggest that Teachers need to be vaccinated in order to reopen safely. The CDC guidelines said you can safely reopen schools without vaccinating all your teachers and staff if you use things like masks and social distancing. Um, Governor Gavin Newsom agrees with that, but teachers don't. And, you know, you need teachers to have schools. And so, you know, it, it doesn't seem like in California there's an immediate plan to push teachers even further up in front of the line. It it doesn't seem like the governor is willing to do that and that that's in the county's hands. And so that has a lot of people in California banking on President Joe Biden to first and foremost get more vaccines and, and those vaccines can trickle down to teachers, which then can open up schools. One of the central promises of Biden's campaign, of his entrance into office, has been reopening schools across the country. It should be a national priority to get our kids back into school and keep them in school. That's right. We'll look to have the most schools open that we can possibly in 100 days. Um, Just yesterday, his nominee to head up the education department talked about this during his confirmation hearing. We will work to reopen schools safely so that students can return to classrooms. How much of an obstacle do you think Biden is facing with that effort? If California has any indication, I think his plan is in trouble or or is going to be harder than I think anyone could have predicted. And again, it's this timing issue. Maybe this plan that focuses on testing and contact tracing and extra funding for things like sanitation and and ventilation would have worked at a time where we didn't have these high case rates and where the vaccines were so close yet so far away. So when I read through Joe Biden's plan, all I can think about is this vaccine component, because as far as I can tell in California, which has a huge school system and some of the most powerful unions in the country, the vaccine is the sort of golden ticket now. And any plan, I think, federal or local, without that um, might not work. This debate is by no means unique to California. We've seen similar situations play out with teachers unions in, in cities like Chicago. On the verge of a strike, Chicago public schools will not return to in-person learning as planned today. 
The city's teachers union is demanding that educators be vaccinated before returning to But the looking at your reporting on the situation in California, what do you think it can tell us about the debate over schools and vaccinations and reopening that we're seeing happen across the country? I think one of the most revealing things about the issue of school reopening in California is the sense of local control. And I think that's true for for many, many states. Um, When it comes to education decisions and K through 12 decisions, that's almost always been up to local school boards and, you know, county officials. Um, and, And so it doesn't matter in a lot of circumstances how powerful a governor is. You know, even the president doesn't have the power to say, okay, everyone opens schools. We saw that with Trump, you know, some failed attempts there of sort of threats to open schools. So I think people can look to California because of its sheer size and diversity and see that every school district is different. You know, local officials are going to determine how this works um, and that unions seem to hold the ultimate power and how those counties go forward with this. Is anybody right or wrong here? Like you have, you know, parents who want schools open. They want their kids to learn normally. You have a White House in support of that. And then you have teachers and teachers unions who who don't want to go into classrooms, who don't want to catch the virus and don't want to spread it. How can anyone find a solution here? It's gotten really ugly. I think we've all lived through this together. And the city of San Francisco is now suing its school board. You know, I heard from people on Wednesday say this is an embarrassing day for San Francisco. And it's because the mayor says schools can open safely and and kids are really, really, really struggling without classrooms. And then teachers saying we, you know, this could be a life or death situation. And I feel like most people agree with both of those statements. You know, there's risk involved, but the CDC and a lot of public health officials have been trying to say, hey, it can be okay. Um, It's just you are asking teachers to overcome, you know, fears of a pandemic that we've been all living through for almost a year. So, So it's a big ask regardless. Mackenzie Mays, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today, House Democrats are moving ahead with an effort to strip freshman Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has a long history of violent and conspiratorial comments of her committee assignments. The vote set for today comes after Republican leaders refused to act unilaterally on Wednesday, instead attacking Democrats for intervening and offering the possibility of an alternative punishment. In a statement, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy condemned Green's past comments, but said, quote, Democrats are choosing to raise the temperature by taking the unprecedented step to further their partisan power grab regarding the committee assignments of the other party. Green has come under fire for a string of comments she made many before coming to Congress, including suggesting the Sandy Hook and Parkland school shootings are a hoax and endorsing violence against Democrats, including Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And 
The House has taken a critical first step toward enacting President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief plan. On Wednesday, in a 218 to 212 vote, the chamber adopted a budget resolution that opens a pathway to passing the aid proposal without any Republican help. It directs a dozen committees to start drafting Biden's bill over the next two weeks, unlocking the reconciliation process Democrats can use to avoid the legislative filibuster in the Senate and move Biden's plan with the support of a simple majority. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing and want to help us out, you can do that by leaving a rating and review in your favorite podcast app and by telling a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.